Yo. Yo, how we doing? Good morning, early afternoon, Jake. Yeah, it is early afternoon. Nice. Didn't I know. realize. Waking up, getting over here late. I uh, was getting antsy, trying to find coffee, and it took me one out of four tries. Ryan's just now realizing that all of the Starbucks that don't have drive-thrus are closed. Yes. And therefore, all of the Starbucks that do have drive-thrus are busy as... Yeah. Who knows? It's okay. Uh, patience. Um, I think it's something that we can get into later. Hmm. Uh, but I've definitely had to practice that a little bit, especially during this time. And yeah, that, that 22nd and 34th Ave. Mayhem. Starbucks goes through the whole shopping center parking lot and wraps the... Is that Whole Folks? Is that what that is? What? The shopping center? No, no, no. It's a, a decor. Whole Folks across it's, the street. It's a tile, tile decor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I need to figure it out because we need two drive-thrus for that Well, the, one, the other Starbucks on the north side of 4th Street goes into the street like every day. All, you'll, all day, every day, basically. At the weirdest times, too. Promise. Like, literally the weirdest times, there's still people. Well, thank goodness for Kraft because um, they are serving coffee. It is to go. But nonetheless, they are uh, giving out the goods. Um, Not giving it out, but... No, yeah, but you got to pay for it, no, obviously. Usually. <laughs> Unless you're thinking Frontline. Some well, former Starbucks. That's Starbucks is doing free coffee for, like, Frontline. Okay. Well, you know, Jake, without the coffee, um, it's, it's tough. It is. You know? Absolutely. And I know you love your coffee. I run out coffee. Every day. You probably like coffee more than me, which is saying a lot. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, How are we feeling? Good. I So the one thing that I wanted to... We listened to to the other podcasts, obviously, many, many times. And um, it's good to get out and do it again, get the jitters out. And then I don't know if anybody noticed this, but did you notice this? Um, One thing that I just could not stop saying, which is per usual, everybody has their own little tics, is the word naturally. I probably said naturally, I don't know, 40 times. It'd be interesting to actually count how many times I fucking said naturally. (laughs) It was so bad, but... It, it can't be any worse than the first podcast where <laughs> I said, you know. You know. After and my grandfather sentence. texted me and said, I think you said, you know, over 200 times. Yeah. So I, I basically did the same thing, but for naturally. And even when I was cutting up the videos, it's like I couldn't even cut up a video where I didn't say it several times. And it's like, shit. And then so then I started thinking, okay, in my conversations with other people, do I say it? Do you say that? And absolutely, I kept saying it, and I noticed it every single time. So it's one of those bugs. Some people might not even notice have noticed it, but I definitely did. It was naturally, naturally. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we're working those kinks out. That's for okay. sure. So I, I might have said um a couple times, maybe more than I would have liked to, and I usually say you know. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm assuming it's it's not bad if you like switch it up, you know. Like I'm, everyone, say we go. I just said it. Yeah, you switch it up every once in a while. You say no. Sometimes you say um. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you pause. You know, that's the idea. Like, like you said, we're working out the kinks. Mm. We're shaking off the rust. Sure, but it's good to be back. Sure, went to um, this morning. Got up and went to the field. Just heard about this. Uh uh-uh. um, Went and ran routes with my little brothers. <clears throat> we did that last week. Well, Harrison throws. Because he's quarterback, and my old ass is out there running routes now. There you go. I still got it. Though. I'm just saying. You, you got to stretch though. Well, That's I, I do, dude. My hammies are so bad too. I always hurt them, so it's That's probably true. a little bit because of that. Probably also because I did a lot of, I do a lot of obviously um, bodybuilding. Mm. So 
I said it that way specifically because <laughs> Ryan didn't know the difference between bodybuilding. It was and, a word slip up. It wasn't <laughs> and strength training or powerlifting. So anyway, um, so you know, I was gonna say it again. I was just gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> so because I did a lot of bodybuilding, um, my it seems as if my muscles are very tight, and so then I go out and run routes or play some football and stuff, and I feel um, I'm getting hurt more. Do often you stretch that? I, you know, a little bit, but I'll tell you what, it was probably because it was already hurt, but I went out that one flag football game and, um, mm. I was recovering from, from a hamstring, hamstring tweak and it was feeling great. I was like getting warm. I was there early making sure I was warming up and I go to stretch a nice little stretch on the left hammy and it just, again, Jeez. just from stretching. And so it was like. You know, and I've 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 had hamstring problems, so I've talked to many doctors or not doctors, but um, what about a roller? Do you like using a roller? Roller would be good for sure, and and all of them say when you're recovering from hamstring injury, stretching is not always the best thing to do because it does. Do but I've never had a hamstring injury. Well, so. it does. So you have to wait till it fully recovers in order to actually stretch. So sure. I didn't do that, and I hurt it even more. But I was able to play, you know, because. I'm a dog, you know. What I'm of saying? course. So, anyway, of course. Um, <laughs> but did we win that game? Uh, yeah, we, we we ended up having a nice little stretch, but okay. yeah, we we definitely won that game. Miss getting out there. For um, sure. Yeah, I miss it <clears throat> so much. But last week, um, my little brother Noah, bless his heart, he um, we were having a conversation after we finished throwing, uh, doing routes and stuff like that, and he had mentioned um, flipping real estate. Ooh. And I was like, oh, okay, Noah. So Noah's 18. Fuck, is he 18? <laughs> Crazy. I think he's 18. 18, 19? 19. 19? Old enough. No, 18 turning 19. Okay. Um, I think. Don't tell me, Noah. Um, they're freshmen in college, just finished their first year. Uh, so, you know, they're starting to get into some of that stuff, trying sure. to see it on their social media and whatnot. And they see you doing it. And they see me doing it, but the that's where I'm going to get to. It's not exactly what they're talking about. So a lot of people are familiar because of HGTV and other types of right. whatever um, media that's presentation been, on that's TV been put out there yeah. is um, residential flipping. So everybody wants to fucking do it, right? You go out, you buy a, you buy a, a house that needs work, um, that's in a good location, you have good comps, whatever. You buy it, you put in some money and you're supposed to get the money in return plus some, right? right? So a lot of people love it and people make good money off of it because um, they can scale it for the most part. Of course. Um, so he mentioned to me, you know, he's like, dang, I didn't know how much, you know, people are making on, on flipping houses. And I go, really, Noah? I'm like, you realize that what I do is essentially the same thing, but in the commercial real estate space. And so I wanted to kind of like compare the two. And show how, okay. um, contrary to, you know, most most beliefs, the commercial real estate flipping sector is more lucrative. Okay, um, it's a little hard, it's harder to get into. So there's it's not it's never going to be apples. So before every, you know the real estate people freak out, it's never going to be comparing apples to apples. Right. Okay. Um, because there's so many different variables, so many different things that can go wrong or go right or whatever. Um, but I wanted to kind of show just and, and talk about like, and this is what I do with my little brother is kind of like go through numbers on both sides. So break it down. Let's, let's, let's talk about like a normal residential flip. 
Okay, and I, I did some research because I don't really do residential flips, but I understand the numbers behind it for the most part. Mm. Um, let's say you go out and buy a house for $300,000, okay? Normal flip. You're not doing like these million-dollar homes. Sure. You're buying a house for $300,000. $300, that's the land and the house that you're buying all in one most times. Um, and you put in $30,000, $50,000, let us say $30,000 to rehab. Good little chunk. Okay, so now you're all in at $330,000. Now, when you go to sell it, because that's what they do, right? They buy it, fix it, sell it. Right. Um, the market dictates what you sell it for, right? So the average profit for a residential flip is about $60,000 from what I've done some research on. So I'd said, you know, let's, let's bump that up, okay? Let's say you go and sell the house for – $430,000. That is a profit of $100,000, right? Which is a Correct. good flip. It's a good flip. I've seen a lot of people do it. Like $100,000 flip is a good profitable flip. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then I was like, okay, let's look at the time period of how long it takes. Cause that's another factor. Average flip takes about a half a year, six months. So when you look at, when you look at your average annual return, because it's only a half a year and an annual is a full year, you're looking at, $200,000 of profit Not bad. per year. I would just, you just divide that by the, right. right. Okay. So pretty good, right? Flipping residential. Everybody loves it. You know, all the little girlies love it. $200,000 is your average annual return for that. Okay. Now let's go over to the commercial real estate side, which is what I do. Again, we're not comparing complete apples to apples, but this is kind of the same idea. Um, I do retail, so, and a lot of times it's for national tenants. So that is what really backs and what creates value. So I wanted to do um, a 7-Eleven situation. Okay. Um, so, and that's some, some work that my firm has done as well as what I have done personally with my other firm that I was with. Um, so let's go through like some numbers with that. The difference between the 7-Eleven and the commercial and the residential is we buy the land and then build the building. But we're really still getting an all-in cost. You're still buying something, putting money into it, adding value, and selling it. That's the idea of the flipping. So, for instance, you buy the land for $1.3 because naturally um, the corner – 7-Elevens want expensive real estate, $1.3 Let's say – and I think this is a buff number – it costs you two. It costs you two million dollars <throat> to build the infrastructure, the building, and put the tanks, everything. So you're so that would put you at an all in at three point three mil, right? As opposed to with the residential, where you're all in at three hundred thirty thousand dollars. Okay, all in at three point three mil. The way we decide what rent we're going to charge Seven Eleven is we back in a, a, a rate of return that we want on our money. So. I went conservative and said, okay, let's do 8% return. This is what we're going to ask for. And 7-Eleven will be able to pay it because that's what they do. Right. So we would ask for $264,000 a year in rent from 7-Eleven. Then you get to, okay, so now we have all-in costs at 3.3 mil. We have NOI, uh, net operating income of 264000 a year. And now we're going to flip it and sell it. So now in, in commercial real estate, in 
that sector, the market dictates what they call a cap rate. Okay, I'm not going to get into the cap rate yet. Um, we'll do that on a later episode. But right now, 7-Elevens are selling at a 5% cap rate, which is really good, obviously. <clears throat> so in order to get your sale price, you divide your rent by the cap rate, and you get your sale price of $5.28 million. So now let's go into our profit. Okay, You're all in at $3.3 million. You sell it for $5.28 million. That is a profit of $1.98 million. And then so now people are like, okay, well, it takes a lot. It's a lot quicker to flip a house than it is to do a project like right. this. So I'm like, okay, well, we have the time period in there as well. Let's say it takes two years to do a 7-Eleven, which is reasonable for people that know. Then you divide that and get your annual average annual return of $990,000. So compare that to your average annual return for the residential, which is $200,000. So significantly yeah. more. Now, of course, there's a bunch of assumptions that I made on both sides, but these are averages. These are um, based on some stuff that I've done in the past. Um, but as you can see, even with say some numbers were inflated or deflated or whatever, the difference between $990,000 a year and $200,000 a year is a huge cushion. So whatever you do to make those numbers closer, you will never get to the same equivalence. So right. that's, uh, that's in a nutshell how I kind of explained it to Noah. <clears throat> and I was saying people don't realize how lucrative it is because they don't understand. It's not... It's not mainstream. Right. Um, now, the the biggest um, downside to commercial real estate compared to residential is um, the lack of deals in commercial real estate. There's only so many similarities. There's only so many Taco Bells. There's only so many shopping centers you can build. Yeah. With residential... All over the place. I mean, you got houses everywhere. Yeah. So that is the main difference. Um, uh, another big difference is um, you have to have a lot more money to get into the commercial real estate sure. because the numbers are usually a little bit higher, whereas you know, 20% of 300000 is is not as much for if you're getting into residential. So there are definitely pros and cons to each, but um, just figured I'd, you know, for people that don't know, kind of... Now let me ask you this, what, because your major was in engineering. Correct. Correct. What made you jump on the real estate? Um, okay, people might be able to relate to this. To be completely frank, um, I did a year of, of, of engineering. I could see what my path was, where I was going, how much I was going to make, um, as opposed to how much debt I had from schooling. Right. And you could quickly do the easy math and realize I would be in debt the rest of my fucking life if I stayed in engineering um, and just took a good job for the most part. So I started doing some some digging, started doing some research on what I would be able to get into if, if I wasn't to do engineering and came across um, a thought. I did an internship with my buddy's dad who was in commercial real estate um, and kind of started thinking about that again. And, and as you can see, one deal right here can get you out of script, yeah. any sort of situation 
Um, and that's kind of how it is in commercial real estate. You know, there's scared, there's a smaller amount of deals, but those deals Once are, you hit, are very hit. lucrative, yeah. right? So, you know, I, I got to thinking you, I can I can work for an engineering firm, work my way up and pay off this debt the rest of my life or get into a business that I can work my ass off, get a couple deals going and completely wipe the, the debt that most people our age have hanging over our heads. Um, you know, I have a civil engineering degree, I have a private school. I, I got my MBA at USF St. Pete, so I have a lot of debt. Yeah. So um, it's definitely a big deciding factor in what I want to do. And that that has pushed me to kind of go more towards um, the entrepreneurial route rather than in real estate route, rather than sure. um, just the, the typical good job route type okay. of thing. So now that when you bring up the comparisons between residential and commercial, do you ever find yourself thinking that you might want to do residential? Sure. So I'm not I'm not trying to bash residential. That's not I my, didn't get that at all. That's not my purpose of this, but absolutely. Um and my wife actually is super into that stuff. You know, I, you know, they like the design factor. They like the idea of going in and, and fixing it up and making it look nice and being right. able to sell it for a profit. So it's definitely something that we would we would look to do eventually. Um, once I get more experience in, in doing sure. any sort of uh, construction oversight, mm. per se. Um, so what is, what is Noah thinking? What is he? Uh, I, I, you know, he, he doesn't give me many thoughts. You know, he kind of just took it and was like, Oh, this is another one of Jake's rants, so who fucking cares, you know? <laughs> but I, I, you know, I figured it was important because not many people actually know what we do, well, what I do, what I'm looking for. And, yeah. You know, even friends, I don't think they even really know what the fuck I do. They just yeah. know I'm in commercial real estate, and a lot of people automatically think, oh, you're a realtor if you say you're in, you're in real estate. And it's like, no, I mean, I do have my real estate license, but I'm not a realtor. I'm not out there. Right. Uh, and, and even in the commercial side, I'm not a broker per se or anything like yeah. that um so just wanted to give them my two cents and they always say that they whenever i use usually talk about it they just kind of flip a switch off and stop listening because they just let me go but you know it's what it is no I big deal you but, gotta go. but you gotta learn you know and the only way you can see if you're interested in something is by understanding what it is and if you like it cool keep going if not absolutely um you know so i think it's safe to say no and i both got a tutorial yeah. So yeah. solid. And hopefully anybody who listens as well. Right. Um, you know, hopefully I didn't butcher anything and, and I'm not I'm not um, you know, the most experienced that's the idea of this of this podcast. Um, but I understand numbers, yeah. I understand the macro scheme of everything. And you would say you're probably you're still a student of so much real estate. You're still uh, learning and these deals take forever to do. So yeah. for you to be experienced in developing you have to be doing it for a long time. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. You know, if, if, if one deal takes two years, I'm two and a half years in the business. Speaking and you have to get to the well. point to where you get those deals going too. So there's a lag. So that's where you keep the pipeline going. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, it's constant patience and it's learning and sticking to it and, you know, kind of going from there. Yeah. So. Kudos to you. The patience is, that's what would, would get me. It, it's tough. It's it's definitely tough. Um, and there's been times where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? But, you know, it is what it is. And we all have those moments no matter what. That's a cool doing. check, though. But you can check yourself and be like, yo, what am I doing? But, you know, I know why I'm doing right. this and what the end goal in this is. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of silver lines with, with that type of situation. One being, you know, in real estate was another um, kind of uh, dis- it was a factor in deciding to go into real estate was 
um, you know, I did feel that entrepreneurial spirit, spirit. And, you know, a lot of times when you're in a corporate job, you don't really have time to do anything on the side, like this podcast or anything like that. You have to do sure. it late nights or whatever. Um, with real estate, it's a little bit different. You know, your, your time yeah. is, yeah. You, you, it allows you to do the other luxury things. of an open schedule for the most part. You kind of work at your own pace and your own time. Right, right. And but of course, home if you want. And of course, that Just that nice. comes with some things. Um, you know, you have to have that self motivation. You sure. have to have that self drive and stuff like that. So, um, but well, Jake's got all those things. So <laughs> he is one of the few that can work from home remotely and and get the job. We all we all slack. So with that being said, Amen, brother. We all slack. <laughs> um, so don't let me sit here saying that I, I don't, because I do. Um, but when the job needs to be done, you need to get it done. You know? Absolutely. Yo, so I, um, kind of getting off that topic, but um, my mom bought me this just recently. Which is what, Jake? Which is people? a smart water bottle. Okay. Wow. Um, you feel any different? I feel really smart. You know what I'm <laughs> no, so the idea is um, it's, it's got this lid. For you nerds out there, it's got a lid um, with a rod kind of going down into the water. And what it, it does is it calculates the volume of the water hmm. and can tell how much you drink. So it's, it's attached to an app, right? Um, and you can go on the app and you can set a goal of like, for me, I want to do a gallon, which is 128 ounces, okay? And it'll show, every time you take a sip, it'll show on the app. It's pretty cool. Wow. And it'll tell you, okay. So you got to sync this up to your phone, obviously. Yes, exactly. So and what, what brand is that? What does that say? Thermos. So it's a okay. pretty big brand. Nice. Um, so then it'll tell you, okay, you've had, at this time you had five, you drank five ounces and it'll keep going and show you. Hmm. So now, you know, before it was like, okay, I don't really need that. I'm just going to drink. I don't like doing the big gallons because they get nasty over time. They get really fucking nasty. Well, I you got to drink them all in one day. Mm, but then you... Reuse it or no? I don't like that. See, when you reuse it, so you buy a new gallon every single day. You know, I mean, so I when you reuse it. the carton, it gets gross. So I'm like, okay, so I have this other bottle, and I'm like, if I drink five of these, fill them up, drink five of them throughout the day, I know I got my gallon. But then you're like, you got shit going on during the day. So third one in, you're like, was that three or was that four? I right. can't remember. So you but got this you track. So you just look it up on your app. You I like it. that. So appreciate okay. it, mom. You know. Thermos. Thermos. Smart lid. Doesn't make smart. you smart, but it, in fact, is smart. It is a great tool, I would say. So where are you at right now? It is 1.15 uh, on Wednesday. So you're, you're calling me out, but my phone is recording me, so I can't really fucking look. Uh, so we'll go with your halfway there. I have no idea. We'll see. I don't think I'm halfway, and it's 1.15, which I should be halfway, but I don't think I'm halfway. We'll give you the benefit sure, of the doubt, Jake. We, we like to do that here. Whatever. Um, well, there was kind of a big deal of the weekend as far as in the sports world, which nobody has had any action with anything sports related, um, but we did get the NFL draft. I actually just saw that, I don't know if it was a joke, but Korean baseball is coming Ooh. back and oh. instead of having fans... Where did they go? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> instead of having fans, they're going to have cardboard cutouts of people in each seat. Wow. I don't know if it was a joke. I don't know if it was a troll on some social media. but Innovative. I, I, it's retarded. You know, that's what it is. Sorry. You know what? To each his own. Yep. Um, if that works for the Korean Baseball League, then more power to you. 
I would honestly like to see it just for the uh, pure entertainment purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, those cardboards are really cheering them on. Yeah. Know? What a great fan base. They yeah, have. absolutely. Uh, well, I wonder here, if they put a speaker on each cardboard, you know, like they could cheer or something Just have like some fan like audio in the background um, and you don't know where it's coming from, which is kind of creepy, honestly. Very weird. Um, but intriguing nonetheless. Uh, so we had the NFL draft. It was all online, which is super um, bizarre, but uh, entertaining for sure. You know, everybody had their own home setup, mm-hmm. um, and of course, you know, the cameras were there, and they caught a lot of stuff. I remember a girlfriend got yanked off by, <laughs> by the kid's mom, and uh, a dad was yelling at the mom to get the get the hell out of the way because she was blocking the view of, of the kid who just got drafted. There was a lot of things like that. C.D. Lamb snatched his girlfriend's. Yeah. Uh, phone or his phone, whatever. He said apparently. He, he said it. apparently his 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 um he was on the phone with whoever the who was it the I don't even know the guy dropped by the Cowboys. The Cowboys was on the phone. The Cowboys was also getting a FaceTime from in his other phone, his two phones, two um, phones, um, Shout um, out like Kevin Gates, yeah. Uh, and he was getting a FaceTime from his uh, agent apparently. Okay. And she was trying to be a good girlfriend and answer it for him. Mm. And he was like. No, I don't want it was to a talk quick to snatch. Yeah, it was a quick snatch. So the Cowboys got a good one. <laughs> He's quick with his hands. Okay. He plays receiver too. <laughs> and you know, a lot of people too, because in the first round he was a third receiver out of really what we would say probably the top two, main three, if you want to add in Henry Ruggs, which ironically was the first receiver pick. Okay, we can talk about that. That's um, weird. You know, CD was was kind of a steal there at seventeen. Yeah. Um, real quick, just to go down the Bucks line. Wait, go, wait, wait. So just just quick thought. Sure. And I put this in the group chat as well that we have our little our little sports group chat. Yeah, Henry Ruggs. He's a speed. I mean, he's a guy. Is good, but let me tell you what. If Tyreek Hill isn't doing as well as he is in the league, do you think Henry Ruggs is getting that opportunity that high in the draft? Um, probably not that high. But I also think. I mean, you and I both know Tyreek's a different animal. And a specimen at whatever stature he sure, is. Sure, but his main attribute is the guy is blazing fast. Yeah, he and can run with the and, best. and he wasn't a huge route runner receiver in college. Right. Um, but he has blossomed into that, obviously. But when you have that natural sure. ability of sure, speed, everything kind of. But flows. that's so. So the way I look at it, you know, the Raiders see, look, we got a guy that's similar. Henry Ruggs was not the number one receiver at Alabama. No, was not. He was on special teams, though. He was probably the most diverse. But still, diverse doesn't get picked I agree with you. Yet he was the first one off the board. So You know what? Everyone has preference. I don't know what their game plan or what they're going to scheme there. And again, you know, they have Derek Carr, quarterback, but they got Mariota in the offseason. Who knows what what they want to do? And honestly, I I wasn't so high on the rugs pick. And I'm still not really sold until, you know, we see production. But the footage of him playing basketball – I was like, okay. Dude, you know, they showed everybody play basketball. I swear to God. They yeah. all, all of them, dude. Out of all of them, Ruggs was the best. Yeah? In my opinion. Okay. He's a stud. So yeah. let's see how that plays he out. Is. Judy uh, went to um, Denver, the 15th pick, and then CD followed. But uh, real quick with the Bucks, just so we can get this out of the way, Tristan Wirfs, who's supposed to be the first lineman really taken. Right. And then the Giants uh, at force. So did we get a steal from, from Wirfs? Andrew Thomas. What's that? Did we get a steal with Wirfs? Yes, Absolutely. Um, and he's kind of an athletic freak for, for his size. Mm-hmm. Um, Antoine Winfield uh, Jr., uh, son of Antoine Winfield. Yeah. People are loving this. He, he's going to be a stud. He's shorter, but he plays so he, a lot bigger. He is 
the type of safety I absolutely love. Just I feel like this is your kind of short, safety. can hit, stocky. He's fast. He's a dog. He's a dog. He's yeah. a fucking dog. And, and he rows the boat. What? He rows the boat. I don't get it. PJ oh. Fleck. <laughs> I love what Minnesota's doing. Honestly, okay. so I love this pick, and they got uh-huh. two guys from Minnesota. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Jake. Jesus. Let me throw you off. I don't know what the hell you're doing. Um, but he's going to be a stud. I think he's going to be a surefire starter at least by the end of the season. We got two minutes. We'll get to it. And um, Keyshawn Vaughn, running back for Vanderbilt, gave Florida fifth, so I'll never forget it. Yeah. But a multi-faceted uh, back stud. Tyler Johnson, the other receiver, um, who was really their main guy in Minnesota. And right. Minnesota had an all-time year. Right. And really since – Isn't that crazy? 40s. Main guy, all-time year, and you get we grab him at – I don't know. In the fourth round. Or fi- uh, no, it was later, I think. You know what? I think it, it was actually later. Been. It was fifth round. I think it was fifth later. Fifth round. And um, Khalil Davis, a uh, guy from Nebraska. Chappelle Russell, um, linebacker from Temple. Raymond Calais, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Another running back from Louisiana Lafayette. Okay. So uh, a lot of addressed needs um, depth-wise. And uh, obviously, we want to help the best quarterback of all time on the line. Sure. And Tristan Wirfs is the way to go. And I think... You know, they actually went the route that a lot of people predicted them to go. You know, we were all talking about it. What are they? What do we need? Obviously, OT is the. And number. the Bucks have been notorious for doing everything that they're not supposed, not supposed to do to. in the draft. Sure. And isn't it crazy how, like, all of a sudden we get Tom Brady and everybody thinks it trusts what we're doing? Everybody yeah. understands and like now it's the likes right moves. all the picks yes. and stuff like that. It's crazy. Now we got the right moves because we have Tom Brady. Right. We'll see how this plays out. Hopefully, we get a football season to watch. Um, so, real quick, just the quarterbacks, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this at you. Obviously, you got Burrow one going to Cincinnati, Tua going to Miami at the fifth pick, and then Herbert right behind him going to the Chargers, and then the curveball out of yeah. all the all, all the draft picks in the first round, yeah. um, Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State, going to Green Bay, mm-hmm. where we all know Aaron Rodgers still plays. Right. Um, what do you think about that one? Uh, you know, I had a conversation about this. Um, obviously they've done this in the past where they have, um, good quarterbacks sit behind. And this is a similar situation to Aaron Rodgers. Right. Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. But the timeline is a little off for me because, um, I I don't see Aaron Rodgers not being in the league in four years. So are you going to, is Love going to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for six plus years? That doesn't Uh, make any sense. No. So this I think is a little foreshadowing that. The Packers might only take Aaron Rodgers for four more years or three more years, meaning yeah. they might give him the boot if he doesn't produce by then. I think uh, – I mean it's safe to say obviously as a quarterback's get older, they tend to um, slip a little bit. Maybe not you know drastically, but obviously over time and gradual um, processes. But uh, I think Jordan Love is a developmental quarterback. He's an athlete. I think that's apparent any time you could on the tape. And, you know, hopefully Aaron Rodgers can do what Brett Favre didn't and take Jordan Love under his wing mm-hmm. and help him out. Mm-hmm. I think, too, you know, maybe the Packers are seeing something where, you know, Brady's in New England for 20 years, but he is the GOAT and he can still go to wherever. So they need to have Bay. a backup. They need to have a backup. I have no idea what New England's doing, but I trust Bill Belichick and they're going to figure it out. Yeah. For all we know, they're going to. Tank and get Trevor Lawrence with the first overall pick, and then it's right. all over for the next twenty years. Right. Um, but I, I like the idea of Jordan Love because I think Aaron Rodgers is a little cocky. Yeah. But if, I mean, it's, 
you're a quarterback in the National Football League and you're one of the best of all time, right. you, you're flirting with that cockiness a lot mm-hmm. of the times as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Jordan Love, uh, down the road, especially for what the NFL is going towards as far as offense. And um, Well, you're hoping you get a Patrick Mahomes type guy. And he was the only one really compared to Mahomes as far as arm goes right. and arm talent. Right. So that's another one. And just to throw another name out there, Jake, not first round, but second round. Jalen Hurts to Philadelphia. Sure, sure. Where Carson Wentz is only 26 years old. Yeah, I think that was one of the biggest surprises in the draft um, because, I mean, Carson Wentz is so young. And he, you know, he, he's he was, injury prone. He, absolutely. He was very, very important to that organization and um, was the reason they made it to their Super Bowl first and, and won their first Super Bowl in a long time. And obviously he got hurt and didn't end up doing it all, but he was a and Nick Foles big, is now a legend. He was a big part, but you see where Nick Foles has gone since. He is a he's legend. He's had a little bit of bad luck with he injuries. Sh- he struggled. So, but the idea of of Wentz being injury prone, bringing um, Jalen Hurts in definitely is going to tighten his little, you know, tighten his thing of up course. a little bit. Is so, it is it safe to say, Jake? Now injuries included, obviously, because we're just going off of past instances. Carson Wentz is a top 10, 12 quarterback just right now sure. with everything that's happened. Okay. If he had not – if he wasn't getting injured and he was healthy all the time. They would not have He's him. a top five quarterback. Yeah. I, I think that's safe to say. Um, but that's a big if. It's a big if. Injuries are a huge part of this game. Of and course. If, if you can't stay healthy, I mean, it doesn't matter how good you are. What's the best ability, Jake? Being on the field. Availability. Yeah, availability. Absolutely. I'm going to piggyback on Stephen A. Smith right here. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's my favorite. I don't know all that. That's my favorite. But, no, I think that is a, a solid move. And, you know, we, we've heard some some rumbles that the uh, Eagles offense will be something so similar to the uh, Saints offense with Taysom Hill. Taysom. Um, but let's be honest, Jalen Hurts is like a souped up uh, Taysom Hill. Yeah, um, Taysom Hill's a stud. Jalen Hurts, di- different kind of stud. So I'm anxious to see how, how that goes. Um, and honestly, just to get some sort of, you know, direction with the season and, you know, we got the draft picks underway and everybody knows who they're getting. Um, so I'm excited, hopefully with some positive. Well, it's the first amount of normalcy that we've had in a while. I had all three days on the TV, Mm. the draft, and, you know, I wasn't watching live TV really other than that. So, um, it was, it it was great. It was great to finally like be excited about something, give some sort of, positive mindset towards having a, a football season. Right. So, uh, yeah. Much needed for, for sports fans. And with people who don't like sports, listen, to each his own. And if you don't like it, that that's your business. And I commend you for whatever reasoning that is. But sports is definitely a event and really a spectacle that brings so many different kinds of yeah, people and together. And you don't have to play it to like it. Either. Agreed. There's plenty of people that have never played the sport in their life but still have that passion towards it. Um, we'll, we'll get into this. This is a fascinating topic, honestly, because you know a lot of people kind of downplay certain um, well, sports, for instance. But you know, like let's say music, or you know, acting, or let's say uh, you know, going to some improv class, whatever. You don't really know the ramification till it's gone. Which right. are sports fans, we haven't had sports, right? And we haven't had something to really dabble in and enjoy. But it's like a sense of hope, um, you know. For us, let's say Bucks fans, for example, every year we have been miserable <laughs> for 
what since, since 2002, really the Super Bowl. 0102, yeah. 0102, when they had you know legends across the field, and you know for the first time in almost 20 years, Exciting. there's hope. The LeBron effect, baby. Yeah, but we'll go with Tom Brady on this one. Okay. The Tom Brady effect. Both goats. Um, so segue. That was smooth, Jake. Um, <laughs> speaking of LeBron, let's talk about the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're not done. <laughs> Um, no, real quick, just to brush over, uh, episodes three and four of The Last Dance came on. Um, Jake is still getting caught up. This is new to me. I actually did not watch um, three and four, That's and okay. I have a good excuse. Okay, it's not because I am a biased LeBron fan mm. and don't want to witness greatness. It is um, because my baby niece was just bored. Born. Bored. Um, <laughs> born. Um, she's only and an we were, <laughs> She's probably bored too, you know, <laughs> in times like this, right? That's true. You saw my video, pick up the fucking sticks if you're bored. That's anyway, right. She needs to. Anyway. Um, She'll learn. So, you teach her. I will. So we were over there uh, visiting her. all, And we, we were there all night for the most part. So nice. I didn't get... And by the time I got home, it was in, in between episodes. I was like, I'm not doing Solid that. Solid excuse. So I'll, uh, Solid reason. I'll, I'll catch up before Monday okay. or Sunday night when, when the... If, what is of all the reasons, that's that's the best one. Preach, preach. Um, okay, so we won't spill the beans until Jake really sees it. No, I don't, I don't care. Go but on. it's probably better to binge anyways, so when you get a chance. Right. Um, but no, this these episodes were mainly about uh, Dennis Rodman okay. and the correlation with the Bad Boy Pistons, and then when he comes over to Chicago and plays with uh, Michael and Scotty, mm-hmm. um, and kind of how Isaiah Thomas. He was in this a lot, right. and his influence on that series and, and those teams, um, and they, they they were getting after it. It, yeah. it was kind of lovely at, at times. I, I saw the Isaiah Thomas Jr. Um, tweet. Yeah, out. It's like, dude, why y'all getting mad at me? Right, like, I'm the wrong Isaiah Thomas, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Um, but maybe they should uh, come up with some nicknames so everybody can can decipher. But um, obviously, you know, it, it's must watch. They have. Uh, it's uncut. It's raw footage. So, you know, Michael's being himself, and nobody really sees Michael like this, especially right. in today's world. He played in a different time, so he's kind of stuck in these right. ways. Everybody sees this about LeBron right now, present Right. Time. Anyway. And I can't wait for the LeBron documentary in 20, 30 years, however long But we will be more educated going in because we were able to watch it with the media outlets that we Agreed. have now as opposed to when Michael was – there, which is nothing against Michael. It's just t- technology. That's just what it is. To Michael's defense, watching these episodes and being okay. the basketball um, savant okay. that I, I like to call myself because <laughs> I love basketball. Basketball has really gained traction Absolutely. with every other sport for me, especially since I stopped playing sports. Right. Um, competitive. I think with a lot of people that way. Yeah. And, you know, basketball is easy, easy access to go to any park and, you know, you pick up the ball and you just shoot. And so it, it's easier to relate, sure. I guess, as we get older uh, without playing the competitive sports. Um, but honestly, I forget what I was just about to God say. It. You were going to say to Michael's defense. Oh, to my, okay. To, to Michael's defense, um, if you're watching these episodes, the crowd of media in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, that are following Michael and really getting um, started with the media and actually like there's no social media back then. Right. But what's what's I don't know. MySpace. No, probably not even. No. Not 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 that far back. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> not that far back. But you can see Michael is gravitating these media outlets, and he's being swarmed. He's being bombarded. He's right. being ambushed right. by all these cameras and lights. And he was really like the first one. 
And because there's no smartphones and you know instant access and um, instant info, uh, I might probably lucked out. Honestly, I, I absolutely think so with a lot of things. And um, well, and, and that, that goes with any sort of iconic figure. The unknown is to the benefit, right? Because you fill in that unknown with whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You so if you want it to be good, part. yeah, you create your own narrative. If you want it to be good, you can tell yourself that Mike was this, that, or what, right. because you don't know. Right. So. And I think this documentary sheds a little bit of light on what was going on more so than what we know right now. Mm-hmm. And it's shedding light on, on a bunch of stuff. You know, another thing I saw on social media um, with one of the, I think it was a former player or, or actual player, was... Um, they got to realize that no season or team is perfect. And, and and it's obvious to say that, but when you actually go through it and you're like, damn, all of these things happened during these seasons where they went three straight and then three straight again, yet they still won the championship. You know, people have this thought of championship teams, of being the best, doing the best, always being right and never having any problems which is not true ever right um and it's always different every season has its different problems of course um and a lot of times it might come down to a little bit of chance as well so this is shedding light on that of like damn everybody looks at the bulls six seasons and obviously without the middle one as the pinnacle of basketball the dynasty Uh but and they have this narrative in their head of like it was beautiful and perfect, but this it's is shedding, like this is shedding light on that. Obviously, it's exposing everything in between and showing what they had to overcome. I know they were talking right. about the last episodes that I can speak about was with um, Scottie Pippen and his yep. his um, contract frustration issues. with contract and sitting out and blah blah right. blah and them all hating yeah. the GM and stuff like that. Like that's a lot of stuff that goes into. But they were still able to go out on the court and do what they of needed course. to do. A lot of factors are going to especially eighty two freaking games, right? And an off season, and you know a lot of egos, a lot of grown men mm-hmm. coming together, and you know they're probably all the best player in, in their county or you know comp or whatever they were in high school. Sure, the best still in college, and then they all get to the NBA, and there's a select few. Unless you're Scottie Pippen, and you grow ten eight inches. Unbelievable! Over, I have Jesus. Scotty, if Scotty played on his own team without Michael Jordan, I mean obviously we wouldn't be having this conversation because them together is why I think basketball is the way it is today. Obviously, going back to Magic and Larry. Um, but, you know, Scotty, he, he would be probably arguably like a top 15 player of all sure. time yeah. if he wasn't the robber. And I, think, I think that was another thing, another reason, we won't go into this, but Kyrie Irvin made that decision to leave as well because he sees the writing on the wall. Kyrie wants to be one of the greatest ever. Naturally, why wouldn't he? Okay. And he has the skill set to do it. But This is where we might differ, Jake. But he will never be regarded as no. that. If he's playing with LeBron James. So that was why I think that was a big reason why he decided to go out on his own. But with that being said, now he's with another superstar that's in the conversation that might be in the conversation with being the greatest ever. So he kind of backtracked being with Kevin Durant, if you guys don't know. So, yeah. Okay. The only thing that I would say about Kyrie, I think talent-wise, arguably top 10 of all time. As far as bar, ball handling goes, creating his own shot, Being able creating to space, make the shot. and making the shot, especially tough shots, clutch shots. And not only shots, finishing at the rim. Okay. The layup package is special. Ridiculous. Arguably the best of all time. Um, 
But like you just explained with LeBron, and now he's in Brooklyn with Kevin Durant, who, depending on his trajectory, and might what, we might he might trump everybody. He might, and what he's learned with the Golden State Warriors, yeah. um, I, I think Kyrie wants to be the best guy on the team, but I don't know if he is going to ever be the best guy on the team. Yeah. But as far as Robins go, why not be the best Robin of all time? Yeah, well, that's what Scottie Pippen was. There you go. So. You still get paid. You still get paid, and especially in a you know market like Brooklyn, being in New York, um, I think KD and Kyrie, once everyone's healthy for Brooklyn, they're going to be dangerous. And I think as far as exposure goes, in this day and age, the Robin will get a lot more exposure than back when Scotty and Michael played. Right. So I think there's it still will be very beneficial. And of course, to wrap this up, with the storylines and anybody in media will create Look how much exposure line. Steph is getting as a Robin as well. Oh anyway. my God. <laughs> Jake would just slip <laughs> some bull crap in there. <laughs> Go to the Unbelievable, dude. <laughs> okay. Kyrie, even though he hit that shot over Steph, w- would love to wash Steph's jockstrap. Okay? Oh, God. Let's, let's just put it that way. Oh, fuck. Steph is... And let's kind of see how this documentary plays this. out. We'll, we'll get into this debate later. I love Steph Curry, and I personally believe he's the second best point guard of all time. Um, but I think Kyrie, because of the topics and everything, everybody makes up, you know, um, headlines and stuff like this. Kyrie has a better game than KD or LeBron. Well, who's really the most important player on the team? Who's the best player on the team? And then I'll continue to go. But obviously, we know anybody like LeBron, six nine, two eighty. Kevin Durant, what six eleven? They're all huge. It, it can get a shot off anywhere on the court. Um, it, it's just not in the cards for it's Kyrie. It's tough for the short people. Hey, you know what? But it, it could be worse. What, you're making millions of dollars and being one of the best players in the league. Yeah, and you could be worse. You could be my height, 5'9", instead of 6'2", which is short. Right, you know? that's considered <laughs> short in the NBA, which is crazy. But, um, no, we'll get into more uh, NBA talk, especially with some news. Um, I know May 1st they're opening up facilities to some NBA teams, so hopefully we can get some sure. some going in the right direction uh, with that and hopefully get some season uh, or the remainder of the season. Um, just to get, you know, our fix. But um, it's really all I got, Jake. We're excited. I'm excited to open up. Um, Same. I need a gym. I need – I'm going to stay – I'm going to keep, uh, you know, the sanitation, whatever, uh, washing the hands and keeping clean. But I, I want – I need access. We all do. We're going crazy. Yeah. We need sports. Um, so we just have to – we just have to do it the right way. We have to yep. open up but still be cautious. Okay. And um, – We'll see that unfold, I'm sure, soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think that's all for me, too. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll grow as we go. Grow as we go. Yeah, buddy. Um, all right. Jesus loves you, and so do I. Peace. Peace.